Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Our standard format that we like to follow is uh, tackling three uh, parenting topics um, and then maybe doing a little bit of a draft, just really talking about uh, you know topics that we've picked beforehand. But this is going to be a little bit different because we're going to do a bit of a, a Q&A. Uh, we had questions come in from our private Discord community. It's all from dads, and we figured we'd open up a discussion just about dad related topics, dad questions from guys, uh, and, and also get into, uh, Ben's, uh, life a little bit as he welcome or gets ready to welcome uh, a baby girl here on Friday. If everything goes to plan, Yeah, but, uh, it's dude, we're, we're really close, man. We're really close for baby number two. I'm really excited to, to chat with you about it and, and where your mind is at, where you, what, you know, if, if you have any nerves or, or, or where you're at, but, uh, my name is Andrew. I'm joined by Ben Brown. Ben, what's good. What's good. What's good. Hey, what's going on? We are uh, <laughs> excited to be here in episode number three. Uh, excited to kind of play around with the format a little bit. Had some really good questions out of the discord that I'm excited to lean into and, and talk through. Um, feel like hopefully as a, as a, Coming up on Second Time Dad, I have a little bit better perspective on uh, some of the questions that came in here that I'm really looking forward to, to discussing with you as a, as a dad of three. You got a little more experience than I do. 100%. And, well, I mean, even, even, even as a dad of three, I still feel like I'm learning and I might not know all the answers to these questions, but I'm going to do, we're going to do our best to, um, oh, we just, to, everybody makes it up as we go along. That's, 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 that's a, that's a dirty little secret. Parenting. No one dirty knows what they're doing. One hundred percent true. Uh, now, before we get into it, in case you are curious about the Discord community, if you buy our Father Figured course uh, at dadverb.com, you get like instant free access to our community, or it's like four bucks a month or something like that. Uh, I'll have that linked below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I'll also have it in the show notes uh, so that you can find it uh, through wherever you're listening to your podcast. So that that's our our, our private Discord. It's called Dadverb. Dadverb discord oh man i should really know the name of our server man <laughs> i think it is the dad verb discord yeah all should. you all you really need to know is that what you're going to get in there is a really great community of other dads to lean on to learn from and to grow with 100%. Um, which is super exciting um you know i know that's one of the biggest challenges of fatherhood is being able to find those people to talk with that are maybe outside of your immediate circle maybe you're not as connected with dads in your neighborhood or, or don't have the support network that you want uh, immediately around you. Um, so this is a great community to get involved with, to talk about sleep, baby gear, development, um, really just rant about stuff that matters to you as a father and, and get some feedback and some support uh, that you may desperately need. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's there for you as a resource. And um, yeah. I mean, there are a couple guys who don't even engage very much. They just kind of lurk and that's totally cool. I mean, they're reading, they're following along and it's totally fine. And, um, and we also chat about, uh, Marvel snap strategies in the, in the, in the geek channel. Uh, so the geek corner nerd channel. stuff. Yeah. 100%. So you gotta, you gotta weasel that stuff in there. But before we get into the questions, Ben, let's talk yes, about the big sir. day that's coming up, man. Friday, Friday, we've got a baby. Do. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the plan is concerned, um, we decided to go with a scheduled C-section for our second. So uh, with our first kid, um, we went to 41 weeks and ended up being induced. Um, unfortunately, we ended up in a situation where uh, kind of a little bit of a scary situation for us, probably not so much for the doctors who do this stuff every day. Mm -hmm. um, but his heart rate dropped uh, mm -hmm. kind of during one long contraction into the 50s. 
Um, and so they ended up, you know, kind of rushing into the room and all of a sudden just one people, one person, two people, three people, doctors are in, they start unhooking my wife and tell us like, Hey, we are going to go have a C-section right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so very kind of frantic feeling situation. Um, can I ask you about that definitely quick, a little though? bit traumatic? Yeah, so, absolutely. Because this is, this is a topic that I, I've, I've talked to L and D nurses about. Um, and we actually put this in the course yeah. and stuff like that, but like as a dad, you know, you're in there and the mm-hmm. expectation, right? This vision, this birth plan that you've had is to have a baby right. vaginally, right? Pushing and, and right. the whole nine yards, right? But yeah. then this happens. It's completely unexpected. This, this, and, and you have to make a decision quick, Like They're acting quick. Mm-hmm. This is all just like spur of the moment. You don't really have time yeah. to think. Like, like what we wanted is not happening and we're about to go into surgery. So, yeah. like, in that moment... What were you feeling? What was your wife feeling? Was she saying anything to you? Was she concerned about this? Like, talk me through that because uh, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, you know, I think it's something. The more I learn about it, the more I I find out that it's something. You know, a lot of people have have been through. Um, your your birth plan doesn't go to plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we even went so far as we had kind of written out the birth plan. We had you know music picked out that we wanted to be able to listen to while mm-hmm. she was you know pushing and kind of the whole nine yards, right? We kind of had this idea of how it was going to be. Um, and so she was, she was induced, she was in labor for about 14 hours. Um, so cu- quite a long time. Um, I think we started at like nine o'clock the night before, and then sometime in the middle of the afternoon, um, they gave her, uh, basically a drug to kind of speed up her contractions. And, um, that actually sort of led to, to one long contraction, um, which was squeezing on the baby tanked his heart rate for a couple minutes. So, you know, normally babies are in kind of the one thirties, one forties kind of upwards in that area. Um, mm-hmm. he was down in the fifties for about, you know, a, a couple minutes. Um, mm-hmm. luckily that we we're in a great hospital. They saw everything on the monitor kind of, you know, one of our, first of all, shout out to the L and D nurses because they remain absolutely just stone cold calm mm-hmm. all the time, which is so so helpful because it's, it's, you know, when things aren't going to plan, it's so easy to feel panicked. Yeah. Um, and they just sort of walked in and said, okay, you know, Hey, we're looking at this. They asked for another nurse to come in. And meanwhile, you know, I'm dad, I'm sitting in the corner. I'm watching, I think I was watching the office on my iPad, with my headphones in. Um, <laughs> and I sort of started watching the flurry of activity happening. So it was like one nurse and then two nurses and then three nurses. And then I sort of, took a headphone out to listen to, to what was going on. And they said, you know, call, uh, call the physician who was, uh, delivering the baby. So he came in, they started, you know, now there's probably six people in the room. They're kind of all moving around pretty quickly. I'm starting to listen to what's happening. Um, and I'm starting to realize, you know, they're getting my wife on all fours. They're kind of checking everything. They're checking on the baby. They're checking the, the fetal heart monitor that they had around, around her belly. Um, and then they start explaining the situation like, Hey, you know, we're looking at your contractions. You're in one long contraction. His heart rate's been down for a little bit. Um, so we are going to basically give you a drug to stop your contractions completely. So they gave her this little shot in the hip. It basically Mm. nixed her contractions completely. Um, while she was still on the Pitocin because she had a Pitocin. Yeah. While she's still exactly. Yeah. So they just stopped the drip um, and then, and then shot her. They just stopped it. They gave her the shot. It stopped her contractions completely. Hmm. And so 
they were kind of monitoring him um, as they were getting ready for the OR. They realized like, you know, his heart rate was coming back up so they could kind of actually slow down a little bit, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they, at this point they're just handing me uh, what they call a bunny suit, which is just this like white kind of papery feeling suit. It's basically like surgical scrubs more or less yeah. um, and a mask and some other stuff. And they're like, Hey, you're going to grab all your stuff. You're going to come with us. We're going to throw it in this locked room and we're going to wheel her out to the OR. We're having a C-section, like just no real choice. Mm-hmm. Um, now, apparently once my wife got back to the OR and things slowed down a little bit, they said, you know, Hey, his heart rate's back up. You have the option of, uh, not doing a C-section, but essentially you have to start the whole thing over again. Um, you know, we're, we're going to basically start from scratch. We've mm-hmm. stopped your labor. And so you're going to start all over again. Do you want to continue with that? Um, obviously she said no. Um, and so, uh, basically they wheel her back in this room. I'm in my bunny suit, my, my hairnet, even though I have a lack of hair and all my masks and all this stuff, all our stuff mm-hmm. is gone. And everybody goes through this big set of double doors and the nurse turns around and says, okay, dad, stay here. We'll be back to get you. And everybody leaves was in the hallway by myself, kind of just waiting for someone to come back through the doors and get me. Um, like I said, it, it felt like an eternity. It was probably 15 minutes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not super religious. Um, but you know, it's one of the few times in my life I just stood there and prayed cause I, I didn't have any updates. I had no information. I didn't know what was happening to my wife. I didn't know if the baby was okay, like no clue. And then all of a sudden somebody pops back through the doors and goes, come on, we got to go. It's like, okay. So then I am walked into this OR, the big sheet is up. Um, you know, everything's, you know, she's strapped down to the table and I sort of just locked eyes with her, walked in, sat down in the chair they had for me. And, um, yeah, I remember just like sitting there and again, still not knowing that if the baby's okay or not. And I remember just like, it felt again, felt like forever we're sitting there and I know they're like doing her C-section and, and all this stuff. Um, and I, I remember very vividly, like the moment that the baby came out and started to cry. Mm. And it like, as soon as I heard that first like wail, I just lost it. I mean, absolutely (laughs) just like, like, broke down because it was like this huge wave of relief of like, okay, at least I know like our son is okay. He's out, you know, they're doing all their checks and making sure he's healthy and, and all that. Um, and then it was like, it was kind of challenging because then it's like my, my wife had, um, she always has issues with like anesthesia. Mm -hmm. Um, and so her blood pressure started to drop. So she was kind Mm -hmm. of like in and out of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like looking at her now I'm worried about her. So like I'm looking at her and then I'm looking at my new son over on this table being checked out. And I just, I remember looking at her and going, I don't know where to go. And like, she's literally your wife being like, yeah, she's literally in the middle of like being put back together. Yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know where to go. And she just looked at me and said, go be with the baby. And I was like, okay. And so I went and held my son for the first time. And what was the very first thing? What was the very first thing that you locked into that when you saw the baby, Um, like for me, when I saw my son for the first time, I just, I vividly remember seeing his chest, just like mm -hmm. breathing his first bits of air and crying and screaming. But I just remember locking into that, like the chest 
opening and closing opening closing. i was like because it, it oh makes my it gosh, so that's real a, yeah, yeah i just like i've never so seen real i've seen babies but like fresh out like yeah. that it was just like that's my son and just seeing that for the first time i was like oh my goodness and then with our second the first thing i locked into were his eyes i just i just mm-hmm. i was just like look at his eyes look at those eyes so yeah. yeah those were the first two things but for you your son what was what was the first thing that you locked into i remember just his like his size just realizing mm-hmm. how small he was mm-hmm. and just like this tiny little wriggling pink thing mm-hmm. you know and and the you know the sound and the noise they make and just like all these little you know he didn't cry a ton he cried a little bit mm-hmm. um and then they kind of got him wrapped up and handed him over to me and they were like here you go and i was mm-hmm. like oh my god i have a kid yeah um yeah, yeah i remember it like because so they gave her a bunch of fluids so he came out like kind of all swollen up like he was yeah. like a little tick like he was just all swollen from all the fluids they had given her and mm-hmm. um you know he's all all red and pink and like nah. gooey looking all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of crazy you know babies come out looking weird they do they do um, <laughs> cheesy but yeah it's i do remember i think it was in like the first stage of the recovery room like right after the or and I remember sitting there and he's like wrapped up in the little hospital blanket. They've done all their checks and stuff. He's got his little hat on. And I remember sitting there and just like holding him kind of like this and just like in front of me, like cradling him like he was the, the single most precious thing on the planet. Mm. Like, and knowing in that moment, like, like that's everything, like right mm. there. Like that's, I didn't, I don't think I realized how badly I wanted to be a father until that moment, that moment. And like Mm -hmm. how much that meant, um, was until you like look at your kid for the first time. And it's, it's, I I remember calling my mom afterwards too and telling her like, I, cause I tried to, she tried to explain to me a couple of times, like how much she loved me, like how much, you know, how much you mean to your parents or, or whatever that is. Um, and she's like, I'm telling you, you're not going to understand until you hold your own kid. And she's like, then you'll get it. Then you'll understand. And I remember calling her after that and being like, uh, and I asked her, I was like, is this how much you love me? And she's like, yes, this is what I've been trying to explain to you. I was like, (laughs) okay, I get it now. Wow. Um, And that was like a hugely sort of eye-opening experience. That's incredible, man. It's really cool to hear that. Now, as you prepare for baby number two, Yes. Are there are there any things that like that you have a little bit of trepidation or fear about, or do you feel like you know like I've got this, like I, I've been in the rodeo once, like I'm pretty sure I could do this. Like what you know, what's one thing that is kind of like you know I'm a little scared about dad part two. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing it's not the mechanics of like raising a kid, right? Like the the diaper changes, the the late nights, the early mornings, like I get all that, right? I've, mm-hmm. We've done it once. It's super hard. Um, but I think now having a toddler to compare it to as well, it's like everybody tells you that the infant stage like isn't really the hardest. I think mentally it's kind of the hardest because it's uh-huh. just you're not sleeping at all. Yes. Um, yes. But it's like once they get to be toddlers, it's That's you a... just have to – it's very difficult. It's um, it's a physical and mental game. It's both right. because you're because oh, just so, so much energy. Much, yeah, <laughs> they are they are a lot. Um, but it's uh, you know you kind of you kind of give yourself it is 
if you give over to it and just allow yourself to like really be in it and be engaged with them, mm -hmm. um, that's when I found kind of the, the best experiences have come from that. But, you know, the thing I worry about with, with baby number two, and that I've really kind of struggled with mentally is like, you love your first kid so much. Like I, you know, I love my wife. I love my family. I didn't know that I had the capacity to love another human being yeah as much as i love my son yeah. and then it's like do do i have enough to give to baby you, number two like how will. i don't i don't understand how i could possibly love another child at without taking something away from my son i wish i could explain to you how that capacity builds or how your heart expands i just don't know how to explain it because it I, I, to some extent, I, I had the same concern. My wife had the same concern. We were talking about it leading up to second kid, but it, I don't know how to actually explain it, but like, it just, it just happens. It just does yeah. like the, the, the love that you have for your first, it, the second is just an equal amount. It, yeah. it really is like I, and I don't know how to explain that, but you will find your heart, the, the capacity just like double up and yeah there it is. Like there's just, you know, two bits of importance right there. And, um, yeah, you, you just, you, you care for both equally differently, uh, especially, you know, as they get older and the personalities start to, you know, uh, evolve and, and, and manifest and you can understand how you relate to them and how you engage with them. Uh, and, and the love is, is, you know, is different because they're different people, but right. The strength of it is equal. Um, yeah, at least for me, at least for thing. me. Yeah. yeah. And My it's sister just, it's a hard the thing same thing. She's got two boys and I, it, we asked her the same thing. We're like, I, and my uncle has three kids too. Um, mm -hmm. he's a little closer to, to us in age, about 10 years older than us. So he has like a, a 14 year old and two 10 or 11 year old boys, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, he was, I was like, how do you, I was like, how do you love the rest of your kids the same as the first one. He's like, it just happens. It's just, yeah. he is, yeah. it's just, again, I think of it as the same way as like my mom told me, I wouldn't understand how much she loved me until I had my own kid. And now I get it. Mm -hmm. And now everybody tells me, you know, you're not going to understand that you have this sort of this capacity for loving another human being until you have, you know, more than one. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that kind of speaks to like this, this idea that, that, love is like this infinite well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the most amazing things about like becoming a parent and, and caring for someone is like, I think we touched on it in like the last episode, right? Like your relationship with your, your toddler can be like kind of toxic. Like they're, they're very demanding. They're super yeah. bossy. Sometimes they're like, they have like little violent outbursts. It's like those, those like Sour Patch Kids commercials. Yeah. It's like they're first sweet and then they're sour. I miss him so much. Yeah. I miss yeah. him now that he's sleeping. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you just have this infinite capacity to love your kids. And it's like, you know, everybody says like that will just grow with the second. So like that, that was kind of my biggest concern. Like, like I said, the mechanics of it, I think are pretty straightforward, but it's that, it's that, am I enough? And do I have enough to give what I think they deserve? So the, the thing is, I think you will, you will, the it's the, love is one thing. I think the harder thing to delineate, at least for me, 
was like the ability to divide like attention because the reality is yeah. like a newborn like needs attention mm-hmm. and like your oldest like they don't he's not gonna like fall by the wayside but like there are going to be times where he wants your attention he wants something and the baby's mm-hmm. crying and you're gonna have to make that choice of like right. i buddy i gotta feed the baby right now or i gotta do this with the baby the baby's the baby you know like i gotta like, yeah. intend. and then there's like this like there a little slight power struggle and and that i mean that's that's like what was kind of most difficult to me uh early on uh so like love them equally but the ability to like you know, i actually need to focus my attention here but i'm I'm sorry i just have to that's a hard thing you know that's a hard thing yeah and that's that's another thing that i worry about is like you know he's an only child right now he's got both you know both of his parents are are very sort of actively engaged with him all mm-hmm. the time yeah um and so it's it, I think one of the important things that I've, I've heard people make the point of is like, make sure that they feel like each child has special time. Um, so like there's stuff like, like he loves to be outside. So like I've invested in like camping equipment because like my wife's not going to camp with me. I totally Mm. understand that, but he will, Uh, and, or he might, at least now he seems like he's really interested in like sleeping in a tent and being outside and like building a fire. I mean, again, he's two, he's kind of interested in whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really finding those opportunities to like take him with me, involve him. Um, and, and for her to do the same, like take him to do, you know, just, you know, pick him up early from school and go do like a lunch date or something where he just gets right. time with us. And then our daughter goes with grandma or stays at daycare. And we go pick her up later. Right. So um, I, so I know, made a video sure on this. He gets that special time. So I made a video on this about like, you know, like forming some sort of like ritual or tradition with your kid is something that, that they can like really associate as like a special time with yeah. like ex parent. Right. But I think, sure. especially for this, also being conscious of like making sure that you have something on a, on a smaller scale, like every night, like mm-hmm. make it a point to be like, I give him the bath, you know, or I, I right. put him down every night or, or something where it's just like, he knows yeah. that at least uh, one part of the day, like this is the thing that, you know, he gets to do with you. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, you know, it's going to take, you know, some time to like figure out like what that is, uh, <laughs> you know, but I think that's, that's something that I, I've tried to do with our kids. Like I, my, my, my wife will always say like, I give him baths all the time. Like I give him baths like 95% of the time. Cause like, that's just like the thing that I do. Right. But that's like, that's yeah. your special time with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, like with my son, he's like super active two year old, very like physical kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, loves to play ball and all this stuff, but he, um, for some reason, and I don't know if this is like my own fault or if this is like, maybe we'll let him watch too much TV, but he loves to wrestle. Mm. So like he calls it wrestling. So he, so he wants to wrestle. So like every, every night before bed, just about, so like we'll, we'll read a book, um, or usually we'll, we'll wrestle before book time. Cause book time is like relaxing time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll sit there and he'll, all right, we'll set a 10 minute timer and we're like, all right, now it's time to wrestle. And we just sit there and play fight for 10 minutes and just, so you know, I like throw him on the bed and like he jumps over my back and he's, you know, hanging on my neck and doing all kinds of stuff. But that's like, you know, his mom's not going to do that with him. But like, that's, yeah. that's my role is like, dad is like I, yeah. the play fighting and the, you know, and my mom does it sometimes, but it's like, that's our, well, like, us as dads. Us as dads, like as a collective, like that, that kind of is our thing, you know, that's yeah. our thing. And I, I remember hearing early uh, from a lot of guys early on, like 
especially in that newborn stage, like, what's my role here? Like, everything is mom mm-hmm. all the time. And some, you know, like breastfeeding mom, breastfeeding families, like the whole act of feeding, like, you know, guys don't really get to do that unless there's like pumping or whatever. But like, yeah. it's kind of hard to define like what that role is. Uh, and I really felt the kick on more and kind of like after year one toddler years where I could be a little bit more yeah. physical and, and wrestle. Uh, and yeah. like and to this day, like Henry and I like my, my Henry's just a big soccer, soccer kid. Uh, and yeah. ooh, a big, I'm sorry, not soccer. I meant big sports kid all, all together, football, soccer, everything. Yeah. But like we have a little game room upstairs and we play like soccer upstairs. Like we did that last night. We didn't do it tonight, but That's we, awesome. you know, we play soccer like a lot. Um, so it's, um, yeah, that, that, that physical, dynamic yeah. is is something that really is is uh is fun to embrace and and let that kind of be a, a driving force for activity and and yeah and but it's all that little play. stuff i mean that's the stuff that they're gonna remember and and value um yeah. you know i think as they get older is you know we we read to them every single night but that's something that that we both we, do mm-hmm. um yeah it's um, the fun part now is, uh, we, we have a gym in the garage and so we've got a bunch of like kettlebells and just workout equipment and stuff. And he, <laughs> I didn't realize how much he'd want to be out there with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like if I'm out there swinging kettlebells, like we have little ones that are about, you know, his size and mm-hmm. he'll pick them up and start just emulating Dude, everything yeah. I do. My son's the, the moves, same thing. Everything. Yeah. It's awesome. They'll just and start like, squatting okay, up and down, yeah, doing lunges. Yeah. And I'm like, I just wow. give him sets. I'm like, all right, yeah. it's your turn. It's your set. So like, yeah. well, I'm taking my break. He does his set. And like, it's those little things that I think are, are, that's that bond that you're building that, you know, gives you that special time with that kid. And then you, dev- I, hopefully I develop whatever it is with my daughter that she wants to do that we can bond over. 100%. Well, I, I'm excited to, um, hear from you once you've crossed that plane uh it, it was good to hear you know where, where your head is at right now but uh come a couple of days we'll see uh we'll see how you're feeling and how you're adjusting but for now i think um i think it'd be good to move on to some questions that we were able to pull yeah. from the discord and dive into some things that are on guys minds so oh, where should we start i mean we had a couple of things come in um yeah, you want to start with uh, we got our first question was diaper bag EDC. Like, what do you carry in your diaper bag? You know what? I should time? do I should do a full dedicated YouTube video on I this. Know, I really it's need to do a video on pretty this. Pretty simple. This changed. could be a good a good IG reel, a good short, good TikTok. Uh, I think really simple for me though. Um, diapers, wipes, obviously. Um, we, we formula feed. So we usually have, uh, an Avent bottle with pre-measured out formula. Uh, and then we'll just use like bottled water. There's all, you can also do the inverse of that where you have empty bottles and then like a kind of like a little munchkin formula holder, uh, and then dispensers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and well, the the bottles are like pre-filled, pre-filled with water and you like, you like take the dispenser and you dump it in. So anyway, we have some sort of variation of that where we've got feeding things. Uh, we've got diapers, we've got the wipes and I don't know if you're, if you're brand specific, we use Pampers wipes, but then Huggy, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Pampers, diapers, Huggies, wipes. I, that's just how we roll. Oh, we're the exact opposite. <laughs> Huggies, diapers, Pampers, wipes. There you go. So, um, and then we've got guys in the Discord who are like testing different brands of diapers, uh, which is interesting. That'd be a fun video. Uh, so, other than those things, though, um, 
well, we have an eight month old. So for us, we, we've got like snacks. We call them like surfboards. They're like these like little like oh, dissolvable. The, the teether. Yeah. Like yeah. The like teether, teether boards. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we, we have those. You've got like our range. Uh, have you ever eaten of, one of those? Yeah, they just t- they taste like uh, nothing, and they just dissolve like that. <laughs> it's like the banana ones. I feel like it's it tastes like if someone opened a banana six feet away from you and you took a really deep breath. <laughs> yeah, that like, that's what it tastes like. It's just a it's like just air, a, just a hint of banana air. Air, yep. They, <laughs> they love them absolutely. Oh man, so yeah, we've got a couple of those, and then we just have a, a range of like a couple small little toys that she typically likes like crinkle things. Um, mm-hmm. But as she's getting older, you know, there's the, the things that she's you know, playing with developmentally or just are ever evolving. So I'll just lump it into the category of toys. So we've got, you know, the diapers, wipes, uh, food, formula, toys. That's kind of the basics. And then I always have a camera on me. So, um, mm-hmm. well, you know what? No, that that's that correction. I used to always have a camera on me. I used to have, um, just like a small, uh, Sony, uh, a 6,400 that I also also threw into my bag, but just the, the phones have just gotten so much better now. So now I'm just oh, so everything. Good. So yeah, I just, that, I, that iPhone 14, we finally went to the 14 pro. I went to the 14 pro max. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just the camera system is so unbelievable on oh, smartphones yeah. now. So it's like. I just you know, I, I just upgraded to the 14 from the yeah. iPhone 10, the iPhone X from 2018. Oh, that had that, that until a about jump. a month ago. Not joking. Wow. So yeah, that is it, a big jump. Oh, it was like huge. And I'm like a I'm like I'm a I'm a content creator. Like I'm a video content creator. It's like it's like like my a job. Tech guy too. I know, right? And here I am with the old iPhone 10. I just like <laughs> so. I actually whatever, bought my whatever wife works for you. I you know. Right? Well, actually, last year I bought I upgraded her phone first. Uh, and then I waited a year Power to upgrade move. mine. Yeah, dude. That's because I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying to ball out. Be like, Hey, look, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the upgrade. There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, no, but, but anyway, back to the question at hand, keep it really basic. And in the bag that we use, I use, um, I, I, there's a, a dad who invented a bag called a kin built. And I still use that thing. That's my dad bag of choice. It's cool. It's like a kind of a tool boxy kind of a thing where it zips from the top and then it opens up. It's it's cool. One so I, one I've never used. Yeah, I like that. What's your what's your everyday carry looking like? Yeah, it's um it varies. So I will say as our our son is now two and a half, um, it has changed drastically as he's gotten older. So, mm-hmm. you know, as he's gotten older, we just need less and less stuff. Um my first bag was um it was the 511 tactical rush 12 which is like a it's a backpack it's basically like kind of a low vis like tactical backpack right There's you're like wearing 511 stuff it. right now yeah i actually just realized i'm wearing like my 511 sweatshirt <laughs> not sponsored um, not sponsored yeah, we like not to think sponsored, our sponsor is no one because we don't have one <laughs> yeah, yet, sponsor so. is nobody um but what I liked about that was the organization because there were a bunch of like admin pockets. There were uh, like these mesh stash pockets inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, you know, what I would carry in there is, you know, something to feed, something to change, something to entertain. Um, and then sort of like other random stuff that I just carry all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were in the early days, uh, he was breastfed or bottle fed. 
Um, so we would have usually like a, a small cooler or some sort of, you know, whether it's breast milk or formula or whatever it is and some kind of small cooler in the bottom of the bag. Um, I actually, one pro tip that I loved was, uh, I would use packing cubes. So invest in oh. packing cubes, because mm. if you have to organize all your stuff, it makes it really easy to just grab it out. So I would use, I would have like my changing packing cube and it had like diapers, it had wipes, it had, um, all the stuff that I needed to, you know, get the baby changed. So little changing pad, all that stuff. Um, so I could just grab that out if I needed to. And then I had my snack cube and that had all the, you know, food teethers, whatever it was. Um, and then I had in the admin pockets, I would have like my entertainment stuff. Um, so if he needed a toy or needed something to entertain him or a teether, whatever it was, um, you know, I had that in one pocket and then I had, um, you know, like the sanitizers and stuff like toy wipes, um, boogie wipes, hand sanitizer, all that. And another, um, and then for me, I'm, this is something that's never changed. It's something that I always carry simply because I'm a little, I, I don't want to call myself paranoid, but I like to be prepared for whatever the situation might be. It's a crazy world out there. You never know. So I always <laughs> carry a, um, uh, first aid kit. So like a small two person first aid kit always in every bag that I have. Um, and then I also always carry a tourniquet. Um, oh. just in case. So, um, I use, Ooh, uh, I like a real like dad. A, <laughs> so I usually <laughs> use what's called like a, a rat's tourniquet, which is like fairly small. Um, and it's from what they've shown, it seems to be better for smaller limbs. So I'm more concerned mm -hmm. of like something happens to my kid that's very traumatic. There's not going to be help anytime, you know, immediate. And I need to stem some bleeding. Then I've got that with me. Um, you know, Fingers crossed, I never have to use anything like yeah, that, but it's yeah. there in case I absolutely need it. Um, and then the last thing I carry is like a, like a multi-tool. Um, so like mm -hmm. a Leatherman something or other, just because but you have that on your person, useful. right? You don't have that in your bag. No, that stays in my diaper bag. Oh, so okay. I have, yeah, I have a multi-tool that stays in the truck and one that stays, uh, in my bag that I carry on my person. Gotcha. Um, and then of course, like, you know, in my pockets and stuff, I've got wallets and pocket knives and all that stuff that I just right. carry on myself every day. So um, if you're okay, so if you're not watching on YouTube, what I'm about to do is I'm about to show Ben my bag. So basically the weight is it's, it's a, how do I describe this? It's, um, you know, it, it's kind of shaped more like a toolbox kind of a thing. And from the top, it opens up kind of like, Oh yeah. It's got like a kind of a clamshell there you opening go. at the top so so in there you've got oh these are wipes <laughs> there you go <laughs> all dried out wipes so um so you've got like the main compartment right here but then inside you've got each individual pocket for uh like diapers maybe a couple bottles or what have you in each pocket so you can keep it really nicely yeah. organized uh and then on the outside we've got like these um other other pockets and then a zip so that you can have um well you've got like pencils pens uh, a lot of that stuff you can put ipads whatever yeah. you, you need in here and on the back is another compartment for your changing pad so we've got like the changing pad back here which i guess i also have a changing pad in my um in my bag which i i failed to mention because you always kind of make, make changes on the go um, you know what so. i found works really well as a changing pad i have these um 
a car floor. These, these, uh, car floor works. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk about this at one point. I think a full size pickup is one of the most practical family vehicles on the market oh, because yeah. the tailgate is the perfect height for a changing pad. I change yeah. my kid on the tailgate constantly. It's amazing. Yeah, and then you um, never have to worry about like poop or pee getting on anything. It's just no, you wipe just it down it super out. fast. Yeah, no, it's it's super simple. We've done a lot of trunk changes. Yep, trunk and changes. And it's always great. so stressful, man. <laughs> Gosh. But the, uh, so what I use for um, a changing pad, like super minimal, is you can buy these microfiber towels. It's like a travel towel. Yeah. Um, and it, they're super thin super lightweight they fold down really easy and i just stick one of those in my bag because now that our son's a little older i carry a lot less stuff mm. um so i use either um i think it's the chrome cadet sling bag which is like kind of a nine liter sling which kind of carries you know a couple pull-ups some wipes um a bib and like all the basic stuff right yeah. but it's really yeah. if we're running into the mall it's a couple things um, or I use um, the Alpaca Bravo X Sling, uh, which is like kind of a larger, almost like a fanny pack or a chest bag. Mm. Uh, but that carries all my stuff too. Hey, so fanny packs, just real quick. Fanny packs kind of like made a slight resurgence in like the last yeah. little bit. Here's the thing though. I'm on that train. I feel like I 100%. was... 100%. I was on it before it started becoming a thing again <laughs> because I, I'm a camera guy. And just like having yeah. the stuff... Right in front, my cameras, my lenses, yeah. just being able to tuck that stuff in there, and just yep. swapping lenses, doing whatever. I'm like, this fanny pack is phenomenal. I don't care how dumb you think it looks. Like this oh, is my wife used to make fun of me super all the time for having a fanny pack, and I was it's like, amazing. look how functional my bag is. I was for like, real. I, my, I got snacks, I got camera stuff, I got all the stuff for the baby, all set up right here. It's perfect. I'm into. So I, I mean, I really want to find like the ultimate dad bag. You know, you know John over at Fathercraft. Yeah. I think they just made a bag. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen it. I haven't tested. It. I don't know anything. I've been I don't know what it out. How, I've been how, it out. How have you liked it? I want like an it's, ultimate dad bag. It's really good. Is it good? Um, it so it is a it's a full size bag. So I would say it's John, probably up, built more for people that have really young kids and then want to transition it to being a like an everyday carry bag. Mm -hmm. um, I will say I think the modularity of it is really cool. So there's mm -hmm. pieces that kind of come in and out. There's like a little like grab and go bag that you can that you can use mm -hmm. um, that we used, I think, at Disney. But the design is really thoughtful, kind of where they place the pockets. There's um, stroller straps. There's like a big um, kind of a real beefy like handle that you can hang things like you can hang it from like a stall door. Right. 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 Um, there's a I think a built in changing pad, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the materials are like pretty durable. They're wipeable. Um, like I That's said, cool. we took it to Disney World and kind of, you know, beat it up a little bit and yeah. held its own. It was great. See, I, I, I was able to get a peek at it, like through his, through, through his social and stuff. But it, I, I, I just haven't been able to like reach out and be like, Oh, I think this would be cool for me to test because I, you know, stylistically, I want like a, a like a dad bag that has that nice, you know, modularity, like, like you talked about great yeah. function and all that, but doesn't look overly militaristic. You, cause I yeah, feel like no, a lot of the dad bags are just like, it looks like Kevlar, you know, like, oh, I, yeah. which I'm the, cool with, like, I'm fine with that, but I'm more real, of just like, like high a, speed, low drag stuff. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but for me, like aesthetically, my preference is just a little bit more like 
sleek, matte black, minimalistic look. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. something like I think there's a brand called Peak Design. That's more for cameras. Yeah, Peak makes uh, great stuff. Peak makes but amazing very stuff. Very straightforward, clean lines. Very like kind of Scandinavian. Yes, design. but I'm actually kind of into that, right? Uh, but yeah. and, and there's another brand called uh, Vianetic. Vianetic, I think. So I don't know, like uh, the ultimate dad bag. I don't know, but I feel like I that's where I would kind of lean to. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I have a for my everyday bag. I have a bag from Vertex V R V E R T X um, mm-hmm. that I really like because um, it's it, it's got this like so it has Molly webbing on the front. Yeah, but there's a a panel that you can actually pull up over the Molly webbing to make it just look like a normal backpack yeah that's um, cool. or you can actually like tuck that panel underneath so if you want to hook stuff to the front of the bag you can mm-hmm. um so you don't have to be like you know super military if you don't want to yeah yeah well um let's dive in and by the way that question was submitted by uh by andrew 1247 on on our on our disco uh, on our discord uh he Utah, also andrew uh, no, no, uh, Utah Andrew. There's a lot of Andrews in our Discord, guys. So if you're in the Discord. if you're named Andrew, don't join our Discord because <laughs> <laughs> the, the quote has been met. No, he he also followed it up with, um, "Hey, budgeting for families," which that is a very deep topic that I don't think we're going to get into right now. Uh, yeah, I, maybe we'll hold off one. on that because that's a very we also have to preface it by saying like, we're just guys who, you know, we're trying to make responsible decisions, but we're not financial experts. Uh, you know, and, and I think and Ben also works kind of in that realm. So he kind of has to be careful yeah. what he says legally. I have to be careful so what we, advice I give. So yeah. So I don't we end up in a federal jail, but I, I think that is something because I don't know who does the finances in your family. Is it you or your wife who handles that? Uh, it's a combination, but she's, she is much better with, uh, maintaining the budget than i am i'm i am i'll spend money if i feel bad i'll spend money because hey it looks like a good deal i'll spend money because hey i can't take it with me when i die you know just whatever reason like it's a sunny tuesday so like let me go spend more money yeah yeah that's 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 my wife you know let me just spend that target i doesn't mean if i'll stick to it yes i i'm more kind of like the rigid uh uh, planner uh, in our home, so uh, I don't know. I, I, we, that'll be a fun dynamic to discuss on a, on a different episode because I think we can literally do a full hour just on yeah. that question alone. Yeah, uh, you know, saving, doing five twenty nines, Roth IRAs, four hundred one ks, all the blah blah blah. Yeah. How to Short diversify? Kids are expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's basically what some of those kids are expensive. You got to alter your your lifestyle, sacrifice a little bit because it gets pricey. Also, inflation. Yeah. Uh, play dates. All right. So Prince Bougie, who's actually one of our mods asked about play dates. Um, I find it more awkward than asking someone out on a date, dude, finding friends. Play dates are rough. It's I will say ever since we moved to where we're currently at in Texas, it's gotten a lot, a lot better. Cause we found so many people. Uh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a church going guy. Uh, we found a lot of friends with kids who are similar age through there and then just mm-hmm. in our neighborhood as well. Like our full, our whole street is basically made up of people who are, you know, mid thirties with kids who are exactly the same age. So mm-hmm. like we've been really fortunate to, to move into an area that's like perfect for us, but that wasn't the case, uh, yeah. you know, for like the first few years, like when Henry was basically one to three, we literally felt alone and it was so hard to like find friends and people to be like, Hey, you want to set up a, a day where we can, you know, let's 
figure out a way for our kids can talk and maybe we can be friends. It's like it was weird. It's weird. Right. So it's a uh, it's hard. I know, and, it's really weird. Uh, but yeah, I mean, how have you guys so, gone about that? Like, we're really fortunate in that we have um, we have friends in the area. Um, like you know, a few few miles over from us, um, uh, we live in South Carolina, and so we have a, a, a neighborhood of a lot of young families. Um, so a lot of people in their kind of mid thirties with young kids, you know, one, two, three years old, and then kind of all the way up through like teenagers and going off to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also really fortunate that a lot of our friends kind of live in this area. Um, and a lot of them are kind of in the same boat as we are, have, you know, one or two kids around the same age. So we typically don't have to set up a lot of play dates. Um, but it is weird, even even interacting with like you know people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, people. Your kids might get along, and this is sort of the weird thing, right? Is like your kids might get along with these other kids, but maybe you don't get along with the parents. Yeah. There's nothing against them. It's just you know you don't have that kind of relationship, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like you know you have to find that line of like I don't want to project my. Um, you know, awkwardness with the other parents onto my kid because they're having a great time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do we, how do we kind of get over that and find a happy medium or a balance so that our kids can play together? Everybody's happy. Um, but you know, maybe it's okay to like not and really interact with the other parents and just like let your kid go over there and play as long as you trust them to keep your kid safe. Yeah. So when we first moved here, we, um, we we had a friend of ours she really cool her name is Allie and she and her son and my son Henry they they've been like like really good friends from the get go it feels like and i remember she invited she told my wife like hey henry you can just come over uh, and and we can have henry over and, and play and katie wasn't sure yeah. if it was like so does this mean i'm dropping him off or am i staying <laughs> and like, what, what is this? And, and Allie's a good friend of ours now, or a, a good friend of my wife's now. But, uh, I, I remember like my wife, like leading up to that first play date, she was like, I don't know what this is, you know, like, how, how do we do this? And then basically she, I think the way it went down was she showed up at the door knocked at the door, dropped Henry off. And then Allie's like, all right, we'll see you later. You'll, maybe a couple hours or something like that. And Katie, she's like, okay. So Katie came <laughs> back ahead, home childless. Out. I'm like, where's Henry? And she's like, she kind of dropped him off. Like, hey, man, I was like, where'd our kid go? Yeah. So, but then we're like, this is great. We can like do something. <laughs> you want to watch like a show or like, yeah. <laughs> so we just, uh, we hung out yeah. and it was, it was great. But the thing is like that family, like we actually like, like we, we chat with them and, but, uh, there's, a. Uh, you know, we can have it either or. We just drop the kids off. We have that trust. We've built that mm-hmm. rapport, and it's cool. Or, you know, yeah. you just, but uh, I, yeah, I remember that first go was kind of like, how does this work? And then and the other thing happened. We're like, they just showed up and they just dropped the kid off, and then uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was it was funny too because I remember I think it's it was something. like Henry was like I pooped over there, and then we we're like, <laughs> so what? So what happened? Like she wiped me. I'm like. Like great, <laughs> all right, cool. Did. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, there, there are also certain like 
like boundaries that you don't really think about when you're yeah. leaving your kid off at somebody else's house. Like, you know, if they're not fully potty trained and they can't clean themselves, like, you know, they're yeah. going to need help with that. So if they're over there for several hours, like that's going to be a thing. That's why um, you need to build a you know, level of friendship first, right. you know, it's right. And, and that's the important part. And I think that's the hard thing, right. Is, um, and I think that's kind of where this question came from in the discord was, it's like, well, what if I don't have that friend group that also has kids? Maybe I'm the first one to have kids in my friend mm -hmm. group, or maybe I move somewhere new. We don't have a lot of friends. That's what happened to it's me. It's like, how do you start that relationship to say, hey, you're like, because it's weird to walk up to another parent and be like, hey, your kid seems cool. Yeah. You want to let them hang out with my kid? Like, that's sort of an awkward thing to say to someone, but like, that's essentially what you're asking. It's Basically, like, your kid yeah. seems nice. Hopefully, you aren't terrible. So, um, it, you know, what we learned let's let our kids hang out. So, here's what we, so like, the, it was really, really hard for us the first three years because like, it just, we didn't have any friends. But what I learned is that mm -hmm. it, you become friends with the parents of whoever your kid naturally becomes friends with. Like whoever they start gravitating toward, yeah. they they become the magnet, and and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, is that is that your son or is that your daughter? Son seems hanging out with them. I'm, I'm Andrew. Yep. How, how are you? And, and it's like they seem to be liking each other. You know, anytime you're free, uh, if if you do want a break, you just drop off your kid. We're happy to watch him, and you know, we maybe we can uh, go yeah. back and forth. How you feel about that? You know, and you just some it. What happens is it, like it happens organically be, because your 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 kids are leading the way not because you're taking the initiative it's more right. like the kids are doing right. it uh whether that's like your yep. kids are are hanging out with other kids at school or church or on a soccer team or whatever um yeah we just kind of like see who he's hanging out with and we're like who are the parents all right cool and then um, but then sometimes like you know we see the parents of the kids and we're just like probably not you know <laughs> like they're not uh yeah. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a no for me. Yeah, they're not our flavor. So yeah, <laughs> a little weird. You know, no, I no. I totally get that. I mean, yeah, it it happens. I mean, you know, you're again, you try not to sort of project your judgments of other people onto your yes. onto your kids, um, no, no. And, and just let them, you know, be like, look, I shouldn't take my preconceived notions and and make this into, you know, well, you shouldn't be friends with that kid. It's like, well, I want my kid to magic. be friends with That's everybody. the magic of kids. Like, especially like right. with our kids, everyone is cool. It doesn't matter if they're a boy or a girl or if they're up in a wheelchair or if they're Asian or black. Like, it doesn't matter. It yeah. Nothing matters. You're a human and you're kind of cool. Amazing. You like playing with Legos. That's it. That's it. And it's amazing right. to That's see it. how like friends. everyone is equal. We're friends. Like, do you want to play? And like, he plays with mm -hmm. everyone who wants to play with him. Doesn't matter what they look like, right. which is amazing. It's and cool to see uh, how accepting kids are of, yeah. of other people. And and because of that, how like much they just they learn from their environment. Yeah, they just they're just in it for fun, man. They just want to have fun, and they just they just go. And it's really cool that like some of the friends that we have are because Henry just walked into a situation with an open mind, just said, Hey, you're going to play with me now. We're going to be friends. And then it just kind of blossomed. And now we're friends with that kid's you parents. You have blue so. shoes. I have blue shoes. Let's be pals. We are best friends. So yeah, exactly. It doesn't work, so. it doesn't work that way once you're a grown up, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I, but don't you wish it did? Don't you wish it did? 
But I um, really just I wish I could just be friends with like the blue shoe people. <laughs> That's colorism, man. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't I should What about the red shoe people? The color of your shoes. <laughs> I know. They can be cool too. Uh all right. So all right. uh you want to get into the last question that we had in here? Yeah, man. What you you want why don't you kick that? Oh well one yeah. one question came in. I really like the Pokemon card episode. Oh, that was submitted by a different Andrew. Do you want Listen, to get into Pokemon? No, yeah, we're not going to get into Pokemon cards. There's other one, too. <laughs> I, 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 you want me to get into Pokemon we'll cards all, all night. No. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. No. Uh, the other one, well, all right. I get, yeah, we'll cap it off with a with a with uh, something that was submitted from another one of our mods, also named Andrew, <laughs> out in Utah. And uh, let me let me just read it verbatim. Is that cool? So, um, yeah, go for it. So he, he starts it off by saying like, install the bidet now, like <laughs> referring to episode one of our podcast, because I've been yeah. slacking on, on getting a bidet. Uh, but then he goes second, I think there's worth repeating in every podcast as a theme that you as the father are part of this pregnancy journey too. So to preface that, you know, a, a lot of the, the course content that we created was about like the pregnancy phase. Uh, but now we also have first year stuff, but, um, uh, Andrew uh, previously shared his experience of the whole pregnancy and how he felt less than by by the birthing teams, by the medical staff. But anyway, I'll keep reading. Uh, you, as as the dad, right? You have emotions, fears, stresses, problems. Sure, your wife or partner. Uh, is the one who physically who's physically showing the signs, uh, and it's easy to acknowledge that for the world. Uh, the OBGYN is the obvious one for me. They basically ignore you if you go to your wife slash partner's appointments. Sure, you get the hey, how are you? Look forward, uh, look forward to this, Dad. Not one medical per, uh, professional person in our pregnancy journey had to ask how I'm handling things. So you have to be your own advocate, and it's just one more thing that you have to do. But I guess that's why we're all here. Okay, rant over. So that was his direct quote. Um, and then and he follows it up by saying, basically, what I'm trying to get at is that there's no official father support in the pregnancy as a business system. So you have to go and find it yourself. So um, that was his. And I think that's why he personally gets a lot of value in in our discord server and our course content, uh, because yeah. that's kind of that's where he found it. And he's now one of our mods in, in our private like staff's uh, channel within discord he uh, he mentioned like i'm gonna invite myself to the podcast and andrew if you're listening to this uh we'll have you on uh because we we definitely want to have you on to share your perspective as well especially in those first weeks when ben welcomes his newborn but ben um yeah what are your thoughts on what andrew had to say there about being your own advocate and, and finding your way through the pregnancy journey because you may not be um you know uh asked about your feelings your thoughts leading up to the birth right yeah, I mean, I think this is a really important topic to talk about because, you know, dads, I think dads end up, um, you know, as as they're going through the pregnancy journey and, and sort of, you know, especially like really engaged fathers who really want to be a part of those, who want to be a part of decision making, be a part of, um, you know, def figuring out what products to get, figuring out, you know, how to raise the kid, what plans you're going to make, what, you know, if you're, if you're involved in putting a birth plan together, like you're an engaged father and that's, that's a really special role to play. But I think along with that, 
you know, you do have a lot of fears and anxieties and things that you don't know and don't understand and that you're not, um, kind of clued into because, you know, I, I know in, in my experience, um, most of the material, most of the questions that get asked are all about mom, which is, you know, understandable, right? Like she is growing a human being in her body. Like that's an incredible thing. Mm. Um, but I think we would be, I think we're, we're, doing dads a disservice by ignoring the the signs of you know whether it's struggling with your mental health struggling with anxiety struggling with um you know whether it's you know dads can suffer from postpartum depression or postpartum yeah. anxiety um you know because they feel like they they can't help or they're not doing enough or you know they're doing too much they're not adjusting to the sleep schedule yeah. um you know one of the things i think about is like um you know, when I'm going through and doing, um, you know, appointment scheduling for the baby, right? Uh, Cause there's so many appointments in the first couple of weeks that you need to go to, there's always a questionnaire, but the questionnaire is typically geared towards mom. It's it, you know, are you experiencing this? Are you experiencing, you know, thoughts of, uh, self harm or depression yeah. or, um, are you, you know, how are you sleeping? How are yeah. you, but these are typically all questions that are directed at mom. Um, and not ones, not survey questions that are usually answered by dad. Yeah. Um, I know the question that you're talking about. So I about. think what's really important is to, yeah, I think what's really important is as a father to, there is, this, this is not going to change overnight. And so it's important for us as, as men, as dads to advocate on our own behalf to say, you know, I don't feel right. I don't feel like things are okay. Or, you know, I think I just need some help. I need a support system. I need whatever it is. Um, so that maybe there are some resources out there. Maybe there's resources like, um, you know, like the father figured course or the discord where dads kind of really go in and support each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of groups on, I, I hate to point people to like Facebook, but there's a lot of Facebook groups out there, you know, mm -hmm. like dad supporting dads. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot of great content creators out there. Um, one of the channels I stumbled across was called dads who try, mm -hmm. uh, which I think mm -hmm. is really interesting. And it's just, it's, it's kind of the same format. It's like dads talking about being fathers and the struggles of that. And I think it just helps people not to feel so alone and know where they can go, um, for help. And I will always advocate for, uh, for people to go to therapy. I think everybody, everybody in the world could use some form of therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know I should, I've, I've been a few times. I know I should probably do a lot more of it because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I need to work through. Mm -hmm. Um, but even if you don't think you do just to have somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of is incredibly helpful for just getting perspective on your life. Yeah, absolutely. I personally actually haven't been, but I'm more than open to it because I'm, there's plenty of things that I feel like I could certainly benefit from. And I, I, I think I'd actually like to do it with my wife too, like a session where we, you know, yeah. do therapy together. Just, um, I mean, our marriage is fine. It's great. But, you know, I think it's always nice to, yeah. you know, have a little health check there. And um, it's, I think it's a way to strengthen a marriage too. But um, even to just have that objective third party to say like, you know, this is okay. This is just to look at, you know, how you communicate, how you work with each other. Um, you know, 
helping you identify issues before they become issues mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. is really important to, you know, it shows that you're, you're doing the work to, to maintain your marriage and your relationship. Yeah. Um, and especially during that, that pregnancy journey. I mean, that's dad's, we don't get enough direction on how to be good advocates for ourselves. Um, right. Know, we get direction on how to be advocates for our partners mm -hmm. um, when things might be going wrong there. But then our, you know, we don't, I, I know for me, I didn't want to take up, I didn't feel right taking up that space mm -hmm. because I felt like that space should be reserved for her. Like she's the one going through the pregnancy. She's the one going through these things. She's the one that's going to birth a baby. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, you know, do I want to like lay my stuff out, dude? I <laughs> and, and I chatted about me, dude. I chatted with Doctor Singley about this. He's the um, he's the mm -hmm. he's the head of um, Center for Men's Excellence out of San Diego, and he chatted that about that very yeah. same thing about like she's going through this, she's going through that. And he's like, but you are too, man, and you are a very valuable part of this whole process. Like you're the dad, right? Uh, and you got to acknowledge that you're going through things too. And I, I, I do want to say something like one thing about being a content creator in this niche is that you, you know, you, you get, you get feedback from all these different types of people. And I've had people saying like, you know, guy, guys who are just like, this is, I, why would you ever need support to talk it out? Like we're guys It's like, I don't, I don't need to ever do like, this is a waste of time. This is stupid. Yeah, what you do and never talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And he goes, and he goes, it's easy. Just listen to whatever your wife tells you. And it's easy. Like, why would you ever need a, a course or to chat with other guys? And I wanted so badly to just like set them straight. Like real, if your strategy is just yeah. listen to and do whatever your wife says and not be proactive, i I, I, I'm very disappointed, <laughs> uh, and I just yeah, want to say that's, that's such so a many passive things. Passive approach to life, though. I, that's what I. I mean, and I at this, I like. I don't really respond negative. I just like if if that's what you think, I'm not going to try to fight you on that. Like whatever. I'm, I I want to put my attention mm -hmm. to the guys who need who who need the help, who need the support, and who want to chat this through. That's fine. Yeah. So I, I'm not trying to change your mind, right? But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm happy for the guys who step into this and say, I want to be a pro, uh, proactive in this. I want it to, oh, how can I, you know, set things up right? How can I be a, an involved dad? Am I doing it? You know, who are asking yeah. those questions as opposed to like, well, figure it out. That's it. Cause, and, and yeah. I'm not saying that that's a, that's, that's a bad way of doing things. Like, you know, that's kind of, frankly, that's how I did. Sometimes, figure sometimes it, out. it works. Like 90% of the time, that's how it feels like, oh, we'll just figure it out when we get there. Right. But I think, I think people do need to acknowledge the fact that like, there is absolute value in connecting with a community of guys and, and, and chatting about things that you otherwise may not have felt comfortable about. Uh, and you know, right. I, you know, I think down the line is podcast. Like I'd like to open up discussions about like, Hey man, how has your sex life changed uh, since baby? Like it's, yeah. it's been hard, huh? And like talking about finances, things yeah. that are taboo that we're not supposed to be talking about. I personally find value right. in that. Cause I, you know, it's, it helps me better understand like, my life situation and what's normal, what's not, as opposed to just sitting back passively, right. just saying, you know, this is whatever. I remember it's actually, it's a bad comment, but it's one of my favorite comments. Someone posted your, your videos, man, this is the absolute pussification of the Western male. And, uh, it basically just like you're a somebody, beta, I guess. I don't probably know. had, probably had alpha. Yeah. They probably had alpha something in their username, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. It was a mom who said that. It wasn't even a guy. It was a mom who said, oh, <laughs> who commented. I was like, awesome. 
boy. Awesome. Yeah, I, so I, I didn't even know how to respond to that. I was like, you, so you don't want the dad to be involved in this? So, like, I was right. so confused. So you don't want fathers to be engaged. Yeah, so it's, yeah. So here's the thing is like admitting admitting that as a man you have emotions is like to me is is part and parcel for me being better as a human being like admitting that that I do feel things that I do you know not wallowing in them no. but admitting that like I have feelings I have fears I have anxieties because I'm a human being like right. I feel these things because I'm human not because I'm less than not because I'm you know that I don't have enough testosterone or whatever right. like that makes me less of a man I mean it's it, it all of it is related to me trying to be the best version of myself so that I can be the best father and husband that I'm able to be. And I should constantly be pursuing that. Mm -hmm. And if that means working on my mental health, if that means working on my physical health, if that means working on my spiritual health, whatever it is, I should be open to doing those things to ensure that my family and my relationships are, are healthy and progressing in the right direction. Absolutely. I, and I do want to, if for any listeners just about me, right. I do want to preface it by saying like, personally for me, I've never dealt with, um, uh, any sort of anxiety or depression, uh, Mm -hmm. at least on like a clinical level i've i'm a just yeah i'm happy to say like i've i've just never really dealt with that but um you know my wife especially after having kids like has really mm -hmm. gone through postpartum anxiety in particular uh so that's something that we've had yeah. to navigate and i'm sure we'll talk about that down the line in episodes but like even me not having you know gone through that like i am still frustrated at times that i'm still like confused at times and I'm still trying to like navigate certain aspects of fatherhood. Where I'm like, Oh, what the hell am I doing? You know, uh, why, why are they just acting like this? Like, am I doing this? Or am I ruining this? Like, what am I doing? You know? So like I'm in tune with that and I'm curious and I'm like unsure and I'm uncertain. And, and, and I think it is good to have people at least hear out different opinions and approaches mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just shutting it off and saying, no, nah, you can figure this out because yeah. this is a new, uh, this is a, I don't know. It's a new generation of dad out there who, um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it's okay to open up about like, man, this, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like my wife won't, won't have sex with me anymore. Like, is this, is this all right? Like what's, what's going yeah. on with you guys? Is this normal? Am I doing something wrong? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, that these yeah, are all, I think, yeah. I think that's, it's important to have those conversations because it, again, what's the point of suffering in silence? Like you that, have the community of, of other guys, of fathers, of close friends, and you know, whoever it is that you feel comfortable having that conversation with, whether it's, you know, online so that it's not face to face, whether it's with a best friend, whether it's with a therapist, whatever it is, like you need to talk about it at some point, because if you don't talk about it, you never learn from it. You never grow from it and you never find a potential solution. Um, and that's one of the biggest challenges, right? Is like, how do we learn and grow as, as men, as dads, as fathers and as husbands, if we never talk about the issues that we're facing? 
Um, yeah. and, and we may not always find that through traditional avenues, right? Like you're probably not going to find that during the OB appointments. You're probably going to have to go out and seek that, um, mm -hmm. until it becomes, you know, something a little bit more relevant and mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, um, the, the guy who originally uh, put that question out there on discord, we're going to have him, um, on, on, on one of these coming podcasts. Cause, um, He's a really, really cool guy, but I think that's where we'll, we'll end things. Ben, do you have any, any closing thoughts? No, just, uh, <laughs> probably the next episode I will be, uh, just ranting uncontrollably because I will not have slept for, you know, several days. So there you we're, uh, <laughs> we're going to take you real time through the journey of, of stepping into parenting two kids. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's where we're going to leave you guys. The next time we see Ben, uh, we hear from Ben, he'll be a dad of two, uh, and, and he'll be, um, in the thick of it. So we'll, we'll get to hear it from, uh, from a firsthand experience until then. Uh, it, also just be aware that, you know, it's, it's a big life transition. So we might have to take a break from the podcast for a week or so. We'll, we'll see, we'll see how Ben's feeling. So, uh, might and, get really short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It'll be 15 minutes. Like this sucks. All right, give us a five star review. I'm out. <laughs> this is so hard. Bye. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll keep you guys posted. But for now, you know, if if you guys can give us a five star review on podcasts, we uh, where where do you, where did those into? Oh, on Spotify. That's what it's called. Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Apple or Spotify. Yeah, uh, we five really, star review. It helps the podcast. Helps us grow. It helps us grow. We'd love to grow and 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 get this thing going and help it be a resource to other guys who are out there who are just curious. You know, who are just curious. So, hey, last thing, real quick. Have you heard of Justin Baldoni and his podcast called Man Enough? I have not, dude. Phenomenal. Go check them out after after we're done good recording. Listen. Yeah, a really good listen. Right. It's called Man Enough by uh, with Justin Baldwin. I'll, I'll add it to the list. Absolutely. Right. Oh, well, uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.